Hello everyone, I'm Kaya May, and welcome to Game Over Vancouver. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks just beat the Carolina Hurricanes 4-3 in a shootout, which is not what I thought I was going to be saying tonight. Uh, just before we get into the show, a quick message from Sports Interaction. Think you know what way it's going to go? Bet your Make your bet with Sports Interaction. Whether it's hockey, football, or basketball, Sports Interaction has you covered. Bet pregame, live, in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Want to bet? Head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com sdpn. 19 plus. Please play responsibly. All right. Um... I have a member of the Surrey Eagles organization here with me today. Uh, hello to Joey Pitt. Thank you for joining me today on Game Over. Uh, it's an p- absolute pleasure to be here. You know, a uh, longtime SDP fan. So to see the network expand the way it has and see you be the one to get the break out of it. I mean, awesome. And uh, to see you throw me a bone here, it's even better. <laughs> well, um... Thank you for all that you do. For, uh, we're going to talk about the a bit about the Surrey Eagles in a bit and Joey's role with them. Um, uh, proud Surrey person myself, you know, so go Eagles. And so I reach out to Joey because Joey's also just an awesome person and very funny. I will say that. Also great hair. I will say quit, quit buttering me up over there. <laughs> Um, all good. I just will say, um, before we get into the game recap tonight, um, we learned during the second period tonight that Nux legend, you know, Ojik sadly passed away at the age of 52. He played 18 seasons in Vancouver. Um, he was still very connected to the franchise and the community. Um, he's the 17th highest penalty minutes in NHL history with 2,567. Um, yeah, so... Rest in peace, Gino. Condolences to his friends and family, and uh, your chance in Rogers Arena and also the Coliseum will live on. Uh, you know, it's funny with Gino. It's um, I don't like we the term fan favor gets tossed around in hockey a lot, but I don't think there's a player in the history of the Vancouver Canucks that's embodied that phrase more than Gino Ojic. You know, uh, the Gino chance ringing out. Uh, 20 years after he played his last game in a Canucks jersey speaks for itself, you know. Um, if uh, you're unfamiliar with uh, Gino's time in a Canucks sweater, uh, two clips, there are obviously already circulating around Twitter. One is uh, his penalty shot against the Calgary Flames, him sniping Mike Vernon glove side to uh, the Coliseum exploding. And the other one is game six against the St. Louis Blues in the 95 playoffs where Gino decided to fight the entire team. So uh, two... I'll, unforgettable moments from the Algonquin assassin and uh, 52 far too young, but we know he's been battling what he's been battling for a very long time. So, uh, you know, Godspeed. Um, all right. Now uh, to get into the game, which some people have been saying was a win for Gino, considering the first goal came after it was mentioned on the broadcast. Um, we beat the Carolina hurricanes in a shootout. Were you expecting this tonight? Especially after how the first period went. <laughs> Well, you know, when the game starts, it feels like another typical 2023 Canucks game. You know, uh, John and John are great, and that's pretty much where it ends. Um, I think that's very evident on the the opening goal, which came two and a half minutes into the opening frame. Uh, Svechnikov has uh, he has a runway to send this pass over to Paul Stastny. You know, 
There's uh, it's between like East and West gate in Manning park. There's so much space for him to th- feather this puck through and Delia doesn't have a chance as he goes high glove. So that's one, nothing. And from there it kind of felt, okay, it's going to be a typical Canucks game, you know, before uh last minute cheese happens there as uh Martinuk gets one. So it just felt like it's going to be a typical game. And, you know, it, it's sort of par for the course. I sent out a tweet uh, at the end of the year, beginning of this year, saying I don't want to see the Canucks win another game this season. Yeah, uh, I saw that. I'm, I saw that. I'm fully on the Bedard wagon. Bring the kid home. Make him pull a Lindros. Do it. So I I totally, I, I don't want to see him go anywhere else. But so I want to see him here. And that means Vancouver loses every game. That means Vancouver loses every game. And then you jump to the second period of play and um, John Shorthouse, who is everybody in this chat knows is the best play-by-play in the National Hockey League. And also the reason I'm a play-by-play broadcaster uh, has the unfortunate duty of announcing Geno's passing. And like within minutes, uh, Ethan Bear uh, and... You want to talk about script writing. That's straight out of a Disney movie. That could have come out of the Mighty Ducks, you know? Um, to see, like, Gino, who's a player who's inspired so many First Nations hockey players over the past 30 years or so, and Ethan Bear to get a goal, bar down, going up to the heavens when you think about it. It's just, it's poetic justice, and that's where the train starts rolling for the Vancouver Canucks. And, you know, from the second that Bear scored that goal, it's like, you know, this like I still fully agree with my tweet statement, but this is this is a this is a gimme here. This is a this is a mulligan. They can have this win, and I was mm-hmm. all in from there. Yeah, it's their first win out of the five game road trip. Um, arguably against the hardest team to win against, uh, considering the Hurricanes. The only team that's ahead of them are the Bruins, and the Bruins are absolutely insane. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it was certainly after the bear goal. Honestly, I teared up a little bit because just it was poetic justice. Basically, what well, you my said. girlfriend and I had a we had a good cry. You know, yeah. <laughs> we we had a real we had a real cry after that. You know, and uh, to see to see that happen uh, the way it did. You know, JT getting that goal in the third, uh, getting hopping on his own rebound. You know, we talk about Gino there, who was Gino's best friend, Pavel Bure. Never mm-hmm. give up on a play with your speed, right? get your own rebound that's a Burray staple and JT Miller channeling Gino's buddy there and he gets his 17th of the season that ties the game up initially right and all of a sudden you know the gears are pumping in your heart you're pumping it feels it felt so good it's like this is the Canucks hockey that I remember from when I was a kid I'm totally Mm -hmm. invested in this and we're a bottom feeder you know (laughs) but like Sometimes the game of hockey presents storylines that are bigger than the game of hockey but the only way they can be expressed is through the game of hockey and that's exactly what we had tonight yeah i think about uh this one tweet that was circulating a few weeks ago where it was just like music can never have or sports can never have the same effect as music or something i'm just like i've been more affected by this game that i have or the sequence of how these events unfolded than i have for like any song ever like i'm sorry one direction you do nothing for me but um (laughs) outing myself as a one direction fan used to be best um, song ever is the best song ever though oh, like gosh. that's just like no cap that was our that was our elementary school's anthem when i was like 10 really? so yeah um much older am i than you i'm 20 i still try to think of myself at 24 but i guess i yeah i guess i was in middle school when one d hit you know yeah when I all was, us cool kids were trying to pretend we didn't like it i was uh 
eight when the Canucks lost to the Bruins in the finals. Oh yeah, I was. Um, let, let's not let's not go there. Let's, let's not go let's there. Let's keep yeah. this. Let, this is this is a really nice night. Let's try and keep it that way. <laughs> yeah, let's not let's not think about that. Um, I was. Yeah, it was insane. When Aho scored, and it was 3-2, I was like, it's going to be another one-goal loss. It's going to be another one-goal loss. Like, that's just been the method over this road trip, essentially. 5-4 Pittsburgh, 5-4 uh, Tampa, 4-3 last night in Florida. And I'm like, okay, it's 3-2. This is where it ends. I stopped paying attention. Like, they pulled the goalie, and I was like, okay, whatever. They're going to make a joke about Miller and Delia, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, okay, well... Yeah, just continue just writing out. Because I, I had changed the stream plan a little bit after they tied it up. But I was like, you know what? Never mind. And then then uh, Besser's course was 17 seconds remaining. So I'm wearing my you best... You have to keep it on your toes. I know. I'm wearing my Besser black skate right now. Uh, I had I had a venti iced coffee before this. Um, and I realized that might have been a bad decision considering how fast my heart was beating during the overtime and shootout. Um, yeah, I had to check my Fitbit to make sure it wasn't, like, super, super fast. Uh, Miller, when he's fast, is good. That is one f positive thing I will say about JT Miller. Miller, yeah, on his own rebound, like you said, don't give up on the play. That was, uh, one play that JT Miller shouldn't have given up on, and yeah, he didn't, thankfully, for once. Um, there's been other just moments. A, just a word on that, a fast JT Miller is the best JT Miller. Uh, when JT Miller is going at full speed with the puck, that's when he most resembles 2019-2020 JT Miller, which mm -hmm. is the best JT Miller. So, you know, it's the times that he doesn't have the puck where he's expected to defend, where we see the flaws in him. But when he's yeah. full blast with the puck, it's like, oh, that's my guy right there. Yeah, it's like, that's my guy who, like, split the defense against the Senators last year. Again, it was the Senators, that so it's not really hard. But, uh that's the guy I made a Timothy goes to school fan cam for. Oh my gosh! Have you never seen that? I'll send it to you when we're off. Oh my! Air. I need I need to see that fan cam. I love fan yeah. cams. Um, yeah. Even if we weren't best on the faceoff dot, I want you to guess how many faceoffs Bohor got one tonight. Uh, before this oh. is before the Besser goal. Okay, before the Besser goal. So. Bo has this knack of being the best face-off guy in the world, or he'll just have a bad night. It's one or the other. Mm -hmm. But from what I saw, Horvat was winning every draw. So I don't want to... Are you going to give me the percentage or the exact number? Exact number. It was All before right, they down. pulled the goalie. From before they pulled the goalie. So this is for the first 58 minutes of the hockey game. I'm going to say he won 24 face-offs because he seemed like he was dialed in. He won four out of 21. Really? Yeah. What? Up until up until he looked so good, though. Yeah, he might have looked good, but they showed that on the broadcast. I was like, "Are they sure?" Um, yeah, it's insane considering Bo is like the only player, usually night in, night out, that has over fifty-one percent on the face-off dot. And I, yeah, that really stunned me too. Um, yeah. that just threw my credibility out the window. I'm never gonna get another job in broadcasting again. Why did I agree to do this? I'm so Hi, sorry. You ruined my life. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, win a draw. No, it's, it... um, it, it's, um, it's it was imperative, a bad night. but that said, though, um, it's like, you know, they got the job done. That's all that matters, you know? Yep. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> who cares? Who cares? And, uh, what? Let's jump to the shootout because we actually haven't talked about the shootout yet. So, oh, yeah. Um, so two for three in the career of Andre Kuzmenko in the shootout in his uh, very short National Hockey League career so far as he went bar or back bar down. Mm -hmm. So an absolute rocket. 
And that's, uh, you always talk about the game seven overtime goal that you think of when you're playing road hockey as a kid. That's exactly how it goes. Right over the goalie's shoulder, right into the back bar, makes a nice sound. The only difference is it's a it's just shootout goal for a bottom feeder. So, you know, it's yeah. what it is. It is what it is, but hey, we got two points. Um we're like what, ten points closer to Edmonton? Or did they went up last night, didn't they? Anyway. Um Yeah, Kuzmenko, he's showing that he's a monster in the shootout. Maybe that's just him, you know, with new tricks that haven't been shown before in the NHL or not really in the NHL, but he's kind of new to this whole thing, but also pretty good at it. Um, I thought Brent Burns was an interesting choice. I understand they put him out for four shootout attempts before this one, and he scored one. I would not take Brent Burns in my round one uh, shootout human. Uh... <laughs> yeah, that's it sort of seems like a you're expecting a Merrick Malik through the legs goal. Yeah. But that's supposed to happen in round 13, not round one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brent Burns would be like my sixth round, and Adam Gaudet score scored in a fifth round once last year for the Sens. So I was at that game. I was right behind yep, the net when the too. goal was scored. Yeah, me too. <laughs> oh, you were in the Larshiders group. Though? I was right next to them. I was right next to them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was really fun. I was with my friend who was a Sens fan, and she was like, "Well, I'm happy either way." And I was like, "Dude, shut up." Uh, it was like it the hurt even Al more. announced it was Gaudet. The second Al yeah. announced it was God. It was like, we it's got to happen. It's got to happen. That's why I recorded and I was, I was recording every shootout goal, but that one was, I was like, okay, it's going in. It's going in. It's fifth round. Adam got dead. Yeah, round two, uh, Andrei Svechnikov. Um, of course he scores. It's Andrei Svechnikov. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of obsessed with him, but that's just because of like that one. I watch a lot of funny clips of the Carolina Hurricanes because their hockey may be boring because their coach played in the dead puck era and won a cup in the dead puck era. So that's why he probably likes it. But the other stuff, like the reason that Ron Cherry called them a bunch of jerks is because they do all these like fun act. Uh, I forgot what like storm surge. Is that what it's called? There you go. Okay, cool. There I couldn't I couldn't remember the name. I said like storm whatever in a text earlier. I could not remember the name for the life of me. But yeah, uh, Carolina has a lot of fun things going on. They're just hockey. It's just so hard to watch sometimes. And especially if it's against the Canucks, because like, that's just even more pain, personally. Um, but yeah, like the miss, like, there's one player, I don't exactly know who, but it was like the Mr. Svechnikov. Like he just like has like the highest pitch voice when he does it. And that's how I I just say that sometimes, and I, I don't know where I'm going with this, but it's Andres Vashnikov, of course he scores, and of course JT Miller does it. <laughs> and uh, but it all come it all comes through in the end because Elias Pettersson, and he's you know those Swedish guys, they all look up to Fopa, and he's mastered the Peter Forsberg move. Um, yep. At this point. Uh, Pedersen could probably do it in his sleep. He's he can probably do it to any goaltender in the National Hockey League at this point. He's so silky smooth with it. He's so good at baiting the goalie that he's not going to do it because uh, it's actually funny. The second PD came in when he was between the hash marks, my stream froze. <laughs> I oh had the spinning gosh. wheel no. while he was between the hash marks, and we're just like, uh. did, did, did and then of course, it? and then it jumps back in. And then he pulls the move off, and it was an even better reaction than I think if he just did it, honestly. Yeah. Um, but um, it's it's an absolute filthy move, and um, 
Shout out to that time that uh, Corey Hirsch asked Petey about the goal because Forsberg first did it to Hershey. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's, yeah, he's done the Forsberg a few times. Um, love it every time he does it. He's just, he's just going to be awesome for the rest of his career and hopefully he stays with us. Hopefully he doesn't pull a Kachuk. Um, yeah, Allison I really- Atkinson in the chat says it's going to be a hat pick. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Call um, your boss. I <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. There's to be a hat in a hat pick. Pedersen, Pedersen, basically for carrying the Canucks on his shoulders most games, deserves it. Uh, he deserves a hat pick and a chiropractor um, assessment um, at this point. Um, I really thought Tara Vinen's goal went in. I was really scared. Um, but it didn't, and it's all good. We won. Um, we won the game. We have two points out of a possible ten. We're uh, we're gonna talk about what comes next, but first of all, uh, can I get a like, comments in chat, um, hit subscribe, rate and review if you're listening on a podcast platform. I am at Real Kai May on Twitter, and Joey is at at Joe at underscore Joey Pitt. With there two we go. T's. I have to have it spread across different. So there's an at Joey Pitt that hasn't sent out a tweet since 2012. Oh my gosh! And you know, I check it every couple weeks just to make sure. I want to steal it <laughs> so bad, but you yeah. Know. I'm like, I'm pretty sure there's like an at Kaya May that's out there somewhere. And it just, it it's, it's, I haven't really checked it, but I know I used to have uh, an at, but I used it on the wrong account. So now there's, a, there's a, on my old at, which I'm not going to leak, uh, has like a thread of a One Direction song analysis. And I never want that to see the light of day again. So anyway, well, yeah, I relate to, ooh. uh. I'll send you I the wish, link. Uh, I'll th find the link. I was about to say, like, somebody's going to find that eventually. Right? Oh, yeah, they're going to find, like, it's it's easy, but I don't know if anybody actually knows my old at, and it's kind of, anyway, we're getting, we're getting very off topic. Yes. Two points. Can we talk about what comes next? Can we talk about what comes next? Yes. What comes next for the Vancouver Canucks? Because last night, I was mentioned during the broadcast on 32 Thoughts, Elliot Friedman said that, um... Rick Tockett is apparently in the um, line of hierarchy for the next Canucks coach. Um, and then Bruce Pedro had to be asked it against again after the game. He said something along the lines of, I don't have the exact quote here, but I just wake up every morning and go to work until they tell me not to, which made me very sad. Um, breaks my heart. Breaks my heart. Bruce deserves better than this. It's like, it's their third, a third coach is not going to change the trajectory of this team um at all uh, a third coach in two years essentially um it's not going to change the trajectory of this team uh basically like i don't know the i'm going to call them the puppets of management because i'm not sure they're really doing anything because the team seems to be operating at the same speed that it was under benning so it doesn't seem that benning is the problem it seems like somebody's controlling the puppet strings, but that just is my opinion. Um, it's obvious that Bruce isn't their guy. Do you think they're going to wait for the offseason when Bruce's contract is technically over? Or will they It's what they should him? do. They should do, because they've mentioned... That it's what they should do, but that's not what they will do. Um, the, the rumors have been going around Twitter. Uh, I hate to cut you off, because I know this is exactly what you're going to say, but... Um, the rumors are going around Twitter right now that this potentially could have been the last game that Bruce coaches behind the bench for the Vancouver Canucks and potentially in the National Hockey League because, you know, guys getting up there. 
Um, yeah. You know, and it's it's a crying shame because Bruce is such a great coach. You know, his time uh, behind the bench in Washington and Minnesota, like he was, he's a very good coach. And last year, you know, uh, I was there for his first night behind the bench in a Canucks jersey, or I mean, uh, <laughs> in uh, behind the Canucks bench rather. Sorry, broadcaster jargon. I kind of yeah. Anyway, so um, I but I was there opening night. I was I was in the crowd when uh I was in the section when the Bruce there it is chant first came into infancy. Um, like I I adore Bruce. I think the things that he did for this club last year are immeasurable when you compare it to the way things have been uh since the lockout in 2012, basically. And it was the most fun that we've had as a fan base outside of the uh the month in Edmonton for the pod playoffs. Yeah. Um, it's the most fun the fan base had had in about 10 years. So I think Bruce's contributions to this franchise, although it'll be short if he gets let go this week. I mean, it's a basement team and he never got to make the playoffs, but he made it fun for a while. And that's all you can really ask at the end of the day. And it's, it's a shame that we're, he's going to be leaving the club and potentially the league this way. Cause he deserves a, a heck of a lot better than he's getting right now from uh, from Canucks ownership and management. But um, as he's been a scapegoat all season long, uh, he's been openly thrown under the bus by Rutherford and Alvin, and uh, he's done nothing but handle it with class. You know, he keeps his head up high and he just he handles everything with so much professionalism and class. And uh, I think that's something that can can't be said for a lot of us. Uh, the way he's handled it has been absolutely commendable. And you know, fingers crossed that he lands on his feet. And with another team and he can do to them what he did to us and uh, crack a playoff, uh, crack a playoff spot, you know? Yeah. Hopefully he gets, or he gets closer to home in Ontario, you know, maybe the Leafs need assistant coach Um, uh, or who knows if Keith's out (laughs) at the end of, at this time next year. Um, Hopefully not personally. I like Sheldon Keith, but anyway, yeah. Best for Bruce. I think, Wait, St. Louis has gaslit the NHL into thinking a mid-season coaching change will give any bottoming team a cup. That that is that is that fair. Is so that is one hundred percent fair. And now look at them; they're bad again. <laughs> well, well, I... I mean, when you have the biggest hothead in the National Hockey League between the pipes, um, it's, so, it's bound to happen. It's so funny to me that the biggest hothead in the National Hockey League, like, how is Brad Marchand like a sensible person now? Brad Marchand's likable in comparison. I like, know. Like, I like Brad Marchand now. Like, I have no idea what the yeah, hell like, has unironically, happened. Unironically? Bruins, Bruins public relations and social media have done a tremendous job in making Brad Marchand look like a likable person. He's a TikTok like, star. He's a TikTok star. Yeah. That's basically what he is. He's... Are you new here? Like, brilliant. 10 I mean, out of 10. Are you new here? Great like, TikTok. Amazing TikTok. Like, I, I saw that last year, and I was like, okay, uh, I guess I like Brad Marchand now. And now he's... I don't know. Like, I'm starting to forgive the 2011 Bruins. Not for, like, the illegal pads. I don't forgive Tim Thomas for that. But I can forgive it's some hard to things. Fault, like, it's hard to fault, like, 20-year-old Brad Marchand in comparison to, like, you know, 31 or 30-year-old Brad Marchand where he is now. Yeah. Uh, I don't have the ages in front of me, obviously. Yeah. But, like, he he's changed so much as a player and mm-hmm. as well as, like, he, he has that past label, but He's also so good at hockey. Like he's so good at playing the game. Like yeah, I um the, the play like he got this year. Like yeah, you know, because like when I was a kid, I loved Matt Cook. So oh yeah, <laughs> I don't know. 
it's in I, my blood, I guess. But I didn't like when Cook left and did all this. Remember the Carlson? And, well, let's not go into oh, that. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I like a lot of pest or pest players, but are also good, like offensive wise, like the Kachucks, Marchand. Mm-hmm. Audrey, I guess you could say that, but he's not. They're effective for a reason, though. Yeah, you know, they're like they're the ones that are willing to get to those gritty areas. They're the ones that are willing to take those checks to the, like, you Tom know, Wilson. how many times you see those guys? Exactly, right? You know, that guy gets beat up and he'll just sit there and uh, T pose and look at you. <laughs> he went to the All Star game with like a broken nose last year and I, he got booed in Vegas, but because he had to fill in for Ovechkin because Ovechkin was like, yeah, peace out. I'm not going again. But uh, yeah. Oh, that's going to be funny this year when Ovechkin and Sydney both miss again for, like, the 500th time. <laughs> I love I love the All-Star game. Yeah. I like the idea that there's people in, like, the NHL offices in New York that are like, no, this is the year that Ovi's going to come. Like, we yeah. got to get him in. This is the year he'll finally make the trip out. Sydney Crosby was asked... In an in a post game interview, he's like, "Oh yeah, are you guys um are you guys gonna are you uh oh wait what would he he was asked like are you gonna go to this year to the All Star game he he's like laughing and he's like oh did I miss it a couple times like dude just say just say you're gonna go back to Nova Scotia for a week like come on it's basically they're basically asking people to uh work on their days off um speaking of uh NHL making bad capitalistic marketing marketing decisions what's your thought on the free the skate thing going on right now is personally well i don't like the new jersey design that is circulating see, that's that's where it happens right you know uh when the first when the campaign first began i was actually a big fan of it you know um mm-hmm. i like the idea because like look at this thing this is this yep. is one of the most beautiful jerseys the game of hockey's ever spat out you know and i love this thing i love the memories attached to it you know um here i'll quickly move my thing over oh, other way sorry here we go we got captain kirk making a great save over here against the san jose Sharks. so we have a lot there's a big attachment uh to these jerseys that we have here and free the skate is a movement for a reason that said the new uh the new version that has been leaked does not seem to be uh, hitting too hard with fans, myself included. The mm-hmm. lack of white and the striping that is a little bit too similar to the uh, third uh, from a couple years ago, the stick and rink. So, oh, yeah. Um, there's definitely things about that that uh, have turned me off. But that said, once it gets on the ice, I'll probably change my mind because I did about Johnny Canuck. That said, yeah. the marketing campaigns. Um. You know, it started out fun when it was only at Rogers Arena, but it's now starting to become evident that other teams are involved in it and it's become it's it's a full on thing. And, you know, things are fun when they're a fan movement, you know? Yeah. Um, it like Bruce, there it is, never would have been a thing if Canucks like if the Canucks Twitter admin just tweeted it out one time, that wouldn't have become a thing. It's because we did it once and then it went from there. It, it works for almost everything. People the like stuff towels. more if they have the idea. White towels, exactly, right? So people like stuff if they have the feeling that they came up with it themselves. So uh, seeing a comment in the chat, personally, the New Jersey suck. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I, I'm not going to I'm not gonna disagree on that. And but um, Ketchup and mustard is what I think about it. Well, Cheech will like it. <laughs> yeah, true. True. Um, yeah. Like what you said, you know, people... 
if people think the fans came up with it, it's like a better thing. People thought it was a sign when there was a free the skate at sign at the home game and it was focused on for a bit, right? And there's like, oh yeah, it's a sign. It's a sign, you know, the Canucks organization supports us they see us blah 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 and then you start seeing like there was the ad on georgia street the other day there was the billboard i don't exactly know where the billboard is because it doesn't look like the one that's next to the georgia viaduct um but no that's that's real estate for clay and clay only yeah yeah it's only allowed for clay i was like i was like that doesn't look like the clay billboard was my first thought and then the i was clay like board. the clay board yes um yes <laughs> Yeah, and then, um, you know, the Adult Georgia, the billboard, um, then the Jersey leak happens. Yesterday I talked to Lachlan about it, who was, pro I think, one of the first people to put it out there onto the internet sphere, and then everyone hated it. Um, and then today, there's the girl in the Pedersen uh, jersey, which looks like it didn't have the 50 patch, so it looks like it's one of these pro from, like, last year. Uh, so did they send some, like, because she wasn't sitting around Canucks fans, I will say that, in the, in her seat. And also, I don't know, maybe I'm just, like, super sus of this. Um, she also was involved in a Carolina Hurricanes video where she got driven out of the arena by Stormy the Pig. And usually, I feel like those, usually those types of videos where they're, like, make fun of the opposing team's fans, a lot of the time nowadays, those are faked. Mm -hmm. Um, so. No, uh, Finn pieing somebody and whatnot. Yeah. They don't want, like, to piss people off, right? They don't want to be... I, I mean, the Carolina Hurricanes pissed Don Cherry off, but um, the, they don't want to Back in the good old off. days, they would have actually kicked that woman out of the rink. Back in the good old days. Back in the good, and then everybody would have fought. That. Yeah, everyone, everyone would have fought. They would have they jumped out of the ice. Also, why was Carolina so quiet? Like, I get it, it was NASCAR night, but isn't NASCAR audiences usually louder? Like... Yeah, they're, they're rowdy. They're rowdy. They're supposed to be Listen rowdy. Listen to the just, Richard Petty. And... It, it was, I thought, I was so surprised. I was like, I, why can I hear the players right now? Like, this felt, it felt, it felt almost as corporate as Canadian arenas these days. Um, yeah, it felt so much like bait, and I don't know. I feel like it's a marketing ploy, and for that reason, and that reason alone, I hate it. For that reason, I'm out. Yeah, no, for that reason, I'm just like, yeah, no, good night, end of game over. No. <laughs> it's yeah then again though then again though as long as uh like if thatcher's healthy uh if he can get his mclean gear again i oh. think i will change my opinion yeah you know? he'd be the only one that would look good in it um i feel like okay because last year i feel like they're trying to delve into what it was last year because last year they had the bruce there it is and then they go on a bad road trip in the east similar to now but um and then Oh, the window notification was about Gino Ojek passing away. I feel like I should mention that. If you heard a Windows notification, that was my news going off. Um, yeah, so last year they bring in the flying skate jersey and it's uh it's they win seven one against the Calgary Flames. It's like, oh my gosh. And then they bring it in at the end of the season, after it's kind of assumed that we're not making the playoffs, they bring it in for those last two games, I believe, against the Kraken. And the, and the Kings. The Kings, yes. I was there for both of those. I should know that. But then... And uh, Spencer Martin show, by the way. That was oh, still yes. when Spencer Martin was a god amongst men in, across the province of British oh, Columbia. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, my boy, Spencer Martin. Uh, last year, I spent uh, I spent the season as the part-time PA announcer for the Abbotsford Canucks. So whenever Al Murdoch was double-booked, I uh, took the gig in Abbotsford and uh, 
got the chance to chat with Spence a few times uh, over DMs and whatnot, but a uh, great guy, and uh, the people loved him during that phase uh, from his first run down in January, and then that carried over back into uh, back into Abbotsford, and every time he was called up from there on, the people just loved him. Mm-hmm. Um, so that said, uh, once he got thrown into a somewhat of a starter role, uh, doesn't yeah. work out as well, and that's not even on him, you know? Yeah, it's just... uh, at the end of the day, I think if you put uh, Spencer Martin behind a Canucks team that was playing competently, like the way that they were under Bruce last year, if you compare the way that the team plays in front of him now to the way that they were playing in front of him when uh, he got his inaugural starts in the in the Canucks crease there last January, uh, he was certainly facing a lot of shots, but they were doing a good job of keeping them to the outside and not giving up those high danger shots. Whereas nowadays, uh. Uh, Delia and Martin are putting up with those in the first three minutes of hockey games, as we saw tonight. Yeah, it's unacceptable. They're trying to do, I meant to mention this last night when we actually played Florida, but they're trying to do what Florida did, Florida did last year, which brought them to a President's Trophy, is outscore their problems, but they don't realize they can't outscore their problems. Because um, they have a couple good wingers and uh, a couple good centers, occasionally three when Miller wants to be good, but... I mean, I should knock him on. He scored tonight, but yeah, it's just the goalies. I understand it's a bad situation. You know, Demko's out. Um, Demko's out for right now. People are saying he could have played on the road trip, so maybe they're rushing him back from injury. Did for oh, a lot of that, players. That gives me PTSD for Roberto when he pulled yeah. his groin in 08. Like, um, they rushed that dude back way too fast, and it ultimately cost the Canucks the playoffs because. Uh, it wasn't like Roberto got his game back after about three weeks, but they that was probably three weeks. He sort of sat on the shelf and they could have rode. Uh, what was that? Curtis Sanford that year. I was, and, five, um, was five, so I don't remember. <laughs> see, see, there. That's where the veteran experience comes in. Yeah. Me and all my 24 years on this planet. Um, four more years. That's, yeah, that's right. That's all I need. Yeah. Got me into the BCHL and you're over here covering the national Hockey league. Wait, what? 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 Uh, uh. <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway, just Fantasy. another. Yes. Go uh, ahead. Another reminder: like, comment, subscribe. Um. Speaking of the BCHL, I'm going to take this last little bit of the show. Uh, I want to talk about a bit about the Surrey Eagles, if you don't mind. Um, they are for, for those of you who don't know, a junior A team in the British Columbia Hockey League. Former members include Devon Taves, recent Colorado Avalanche Stanley Cup champion last year. He's from Abbotsford. Uh, Brandon Tanev, who currently plays for the Seattle Kraken, our neighbors to the south, um, who joined for a season after the, he was participating in the Canucks prospect camp while his brother, obviously, Chris Tanev, played for our played on our team, I believe it was 2011. Um, and then also... Hamburger, Hamburglar Andrew Hammond, uh, who's retired, I believe, but he's also from Surrey. Yeah, just recently retired. Just recently, yeah. What a legend he is. Um, the, uh, about- the run that he went on, uh, he was a he was a fun guy to watch in the crease. Uh, that series that he get, had against the Habs when he was playing for the Sens was mm-hmm. so much fun. Uh, yeah. I've never been so invested on a series that didn't involve a team that I cheer for. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just. Anyways, I just, I just remember. Um, that video of everyone shoving uh, or throwing hamburgers on the ice, and then Curtis Lazar ate one. 
when they're on the set i I think they were on the sense together that sounds right but uh yeah Mm -hmm. yeah that was that um yeah curtis lazar decided to eat a hamburger off the ice that was thrown on for andrew hammond a surrey native all right um Mm -hmm. but uh elsewhere with there's like there's also uh scott gomez won a uh a Western Canada Cup with this team as well mm-hmm. back in 1997. So like it goes, it goes very deep. This uh, the pedigree of this team, and uh, you you look forward to where it is currently. A uh, bit of NHL pedigree on it now. Uh, Ross Rollison on the blue line, son of Roly the goalie Dwayne Rollison. So uh, who and Roly's had a great year so far. Actually, had two of his teeth nearly knocked out of his face on oh Friday night in Nanaimo. Uh, yeah, uh, shout out to, I don't have the dentist name, but if you're from Nanaimo, uh, if you follow the Clippers, you might, uh, know their sponsored dentist, uh, works, uh, on call. So he, we ended up taking Ross out to a dentist at about 1130 at night to get his face worked on, but he's, uh, he's on the mend. Uh, we ended up sitting him last night and, uh, but he's, he's doing well now. Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the teeth are back in his head. Uh, you know, and ravishing Ross Rollison will soon be ravishing Ross Rollison once again. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so what's it like covering play by play for and like obviously traveling? You guys just got back from an island road trip um, mm-hmm. with the Surrey Eagles. Like, what's the atmosphere kind of like for the BCHL? Well, it's uh, off the top. I want to say support junior hockey in your local community, whether it's junior A or junior B. If you have a team near you, go out and support them. It's an absolute blast. Family friendly entertainment that's family affordable. So um, we uh, down at the South Surrey Arena, just outside of White Rock, we've had a we've had a really good atmosphere in the building. The crowds are starting to come in very well compared to where they've been over the past five years or so. Uh, the team themselves, they're a great bunch of guys. They're fun to be around. They're they're a hell of a team to watch on the ice. You know, you ha- you got stars out there. You got the league, Jake Bongo, who uh, is uh, Wyatt's favorite player. Uh, the Stanton, Wyatt Arndt, uh, loves Jake Bongo. Uh, you got the pulverizer, Eli Pulver, between the pipes. You also got Michael Sochan between the pipes, kid from California. Fantastic goaltender and one of, one of my uh, accidental best friends now. I uh, love Soch. Uh you got Mr. Friday Night Jacob Bonkowski, who's now uh, fifth in BCHL scoring right yep. now. Yeah, I saw that. He's the he's an absolute. He's been in a monster this year. You got the Toolman Tate Taylor on the blue line, uh, an absolute quarterback. Uh, he can run a power play by himself. Basically, he can pass the puck. He can score. He can do it all. Uh, they're a great bunch of guys. I don't want to leave anybody off in case any of them see it. So Ethan <laughs> Reister, Zach Wagner, Cole Galata, Savic Brar, all the guys. All Ollie Gabrielson, Ty Brassington, fantastic group of guys, and uh, they had a rough weekend there. Losses against Nanaimo and Alberni Valley, but uh, they're going into the BCHL All Star break this weekend, uh, which I'll be working up in Penticton doing the PA announcing. Uh, so Jake Bongo, oh, thank you so much. So Jake Bongo, Eli Pulver, Ryden Evers, and Tate Taylor are going to be the Eagles representatives there up at the All Star Weekend, which includes the top prospects game. So scouts from the B, uh, from the NHL and the NCAA both going to be in attendance for that. So you know, expect some guys to try to make some waves in that one and hopefully improve their draft ranking coming up in the uh, in the late spring, early summer. You know, um, that, but that's going to be a blast, and hopefully they'll be able to come back strong following that with wins over Chilliwack and Cowichan, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, yeah. 
I, I have a friend who's a Couch and Valley fan, so uh, hopefully we win that one. That is their next home game if anyone's interested um, on hearing about where the Surrey Eagles are playing. They next play um, in Chilliwack on January 28th. In bed, they play January 29th against Couch and Valley. This is all at South Surrey Arena, which is about an hour, an hour away or so from Rogers. A drive uh, give or take depending or on take, the traffic yeah. on king george you know um king george and or, uh yeah. and uh specifically the uh so saturday night there will be at the chilliwack coliseum sunday night back at the south surrey arena and uh sunday is going to be chinese new year night Ooh. so it's going to be a very special fun game for that we're going to have the we're going to have some drummers we're going to have dragons we're going to have some giveaways it's going to be a great time so get your tickets now Tickets.surreyeagles.ca. I don't know if I was allowed to plug it, but I will anyway. You're, you're, um, it's, and, it's fine. Go Surrey Eagles. <laughs> and, and there's also um, our, our one of our equipment managers, Big Nick Johnston. He's been with the team for the past 10 years. Uh, he's going to be, it'll be his 100th consecutive game for his Ironman streak behind the bench. So oh, wow. we're going to do a little something, something for him. Uh, Big Nick is the heart and soul of the Surrey Eagles and uh, one heck of a roommate as well on the road. So. <laughs> That's great. All right. Um, thank you for giving a little spiel on the Surrey Eagles. Yes, they, uh, Surrey, uh, for those of you who not watching, who are not watching from, you know, the big metro Vancouver area, Surrey is like the second biggest city in the lower mainland. Mm. Yeah, I, I live here. I should know this. Um, notably, if you're, it if happens. you follow the Vancouver Canucks and you don't have heard Surrey, but you don't really know. Um, we recently signed a uh, noted Clayton Heights secondary graduate. Um, I don't. I think he graduated. He probably did. Arshdeep Baines, who now plays for the Abbotsford Canucks in the AHL. Um, there are two uh, Abbotsford Canucks who were are from Surrey. Noah Yulson also. Um, and yeah, a bunch of NHL players have come from Surrey. Surrey Eagles, great team. Uh, obviously, All Star weeks coming up. Follow Joey for updates. You're on this side I got one floor. more alumni. Oh, I got one yes. more alumni I'd like to list off for the Surrey Eagles. He only spent one year with the club, but it was the 2012-13 season where the Eagles went uh, all the way, won the Fred Page Cup, won mm -hmm. the Western Canada Cup, and went to the national championships, ultimately came up short. But in the broadcast booth, Brendan Batchelor. Really? I did not know Batch that. Batch got his start in play-by-play -play behind, uh, up in the broadcast booth at the South Surrey Arena. Oh my and gosh. He spent one year there before he made the jump up to the Vancouver Giants for a few seasons and then went Ooh, from yeah. there to Sportsnet 650 in the Vancouver Canucks. So, yeah. Uh, and now the uh, the booth down at the South Surrey Arena officially named the Brendan Batchelor Broadcast Booth. We that had him awesome. down there on November 3rd or on uh, December 30th. For the home game against the Clippers, I had the privilege of having him up in the booth for a intermission interview there, and uh, had the had the pleasure of passing along that news to him that the booth was named after him. And he, it's a great honor for him, and he absolutely loved his time in Surrey, and it was the most fun he ever had working in the game of hockey. So uh, that said, hopefully within the next few years, uh, uh, after the Canucks get the first overall draft pick. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The fortunes will be turned around and Batch will be able to have a new favorite year he ever worked in hockey. So. Hopefully, yeah. It doesn't uh, Covering a lot of losses in a row is not essentially fun. Um, yeah. Uh, also, just as our last little bit here, I thought what I was going to give you a bit um, of time to talk about your Wigs for Kids fundraiser i'll have a qr code coming up on the screen um brings you to a web page uh 
Basically, you might know, Joey has an amazing mane of hair. Uh, his hair's better than mine. I need to ask him for his routine. But, um, yeah, talk a bit about why you're growing your hair out, Joey. Okay, well, I um, if you've caught any of our broadcasts this season, you, you've heard me talk about Wigs for Kids BC and the BC Children's Hospital Foundation. They fund the creation of custom-made human hair wigs for kids and teens who have suffered from cancer treatments down at BC Children's Hospital and across the province. Uh, regularly, these wigs go from anywhere from $600 to close to five grand. And when you're dealing with a kid with cancer, the last thing you want to do is have to fork over four figures just to get them ahead of hair. That's where Wigs for Kids BC comes in. They provide these wigs free of charge. And these are custom-made human hair wigs free of charge to these kids. They also help families pay for medical or uh, essential medical costs that aren't covered by their plans. By contributing to Wigs for Kids BC, you're making a tremendous difference in the lives of kids and teens living with cancer and their families across the province. So this year, the Surrey Eagles are trying to raise $15,000 for Wigs for Kids BC and the BC Children's Hospital Network. When we do so, March 19th, the Eagles host the Victoria Grizzlies down at the South Surrey Arena after the final buzzer goes. Uh, myself and my color commentator, Lucas Chelly, will make our way down onto the ice and the Clippers will come out. And this oh lovely gosh. head of hair will get turned into an awesome wig for some lucky kid across the province. So uh, if you guys can donate, please do so. You got a QR code on your screen right now if you're watching along on YouTube. If you're listening along on a podcast uh, platform, uh, you can visit me on Instagram or Twitter. On Twitter, it's at underscore Joey Pitt. On Instagram, it's at Joey.Pitt. Or check out the Surrey Eagles on Instagram or Twitter. You'll get a link to the Eagles donation page from there. And uh, together, let's try and make a big difference in the lives of some kids across the province who could definitely use a helping hand. Yeah. Uh, Wigs for Kids BC, great fund. Uh, personally, I've donated my hair before I died it a bunch of times. But um, yeah, great cause, uh, great organization, great job for the Surrey Eagles raising this money. And also pretty iconic that you're just going to go center ice and just chop off all your hair. For, but it's for it's a gonna good be cause. It's going to be fun, well. you know? Yeah. I, and it's going all the way to the wood, too. I'm not just going to like do like cut it off to a certain short length no i'm going yeah. full heisenberg i'm oh. shaving this thing <laughs> jesse <laughs> we need I, to cook we need to <laughs> jesse we need to cut anyway cut <laughs> so, jesse get the clippers okay. sorry i'm sorry I... mr white you sure these will take them off mr white i need to plug them in <laughs> But uh, anyways, uh, Wigs for Kids BC, the BC Children's Hospital Foundation, QR code on your screen, donate if you can. Yes, all right. Thank you for joining us, Joey. Um, once again, uh, the Canucks won 4-3 uh, in a shootout to the Carolina Hurricanes, the second best team in the league, which is insane to say. Um, yeah, what a night. What a night. What a game. What a comeback i guess you could say i don't know they oh, tied it, it they came back from two nothing down and uh here, let me pull this more into frame for the last little bit of the shot i want more of captain kirk behind me oh, so uh we'll finish this off here uh like i it's like it it's a big win for the team but hopefully it's going to be the last one they pick up this season are we obviously on team bedard uh personally i'm on 100%. team he's gonna pull an adam fox and just refuse to sign other places um, except for like his hometown team, which is 
famously what Adam Fox did, was drafted by Calgary, refused to play, went to Carolina, refused to play, and now he's with the Rangers, and people are trying- they're trying to get him in for All-Star. He scored an overtime winner the other day! It was insane! Um, yeah, alright. Thank you very much, Joey, for joining us today for this well, I... it was a pleasure thank you for having me I'd, I'd love to come back if you'll have me if i didn't cut you off too many times you know <laughs> no worries sometimes i talk and i don't know where i'm going so um if you cut me off it's probably the end of my thoughts uh all right thank you very much everyone for watching like comment subscribe follow me at real kaya on twitter joey at underscore joey pit on twitter um follow at sgpn sports obviously and hope you all have a great rest of your evening after this early afternoon game good night everybody game over powered by sports interaction canada sportsbook